right, welcome everybody. Big milestone episode today, it's episode 10. We made it third of the way to our goal of 30. So we're getting there. Time's going by fast and we're appreciating everybody, all the love and feedback we're getting, the reviews on Facebook. Just keep it coming. On my right, I have Steve. Hello. And across the table, we have our guest, Dylan Wallace, tonight. Hello. Dylan is a local entrepreneur, I guess you could say, a lawyer. He opened a law firm with his sister, so that's kind of cool. And tonight we're going to talk about beers and the Jeff Wallace Memorial uh, Golf Outing in two weeks. Which go hand in hand. Well, my two favorite topics. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then our top five list will be the top five beers, just a little... Sneak peek at what we got going on. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen and you should be able to find us. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. That's H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. Had a brain fart there. But But you made it through it. I did. You've done it enough that you don't have to write it down, though. I'm proud of you. It's tough. It's a long... (laughs) In hindsight, we probably should have came up with a shorter email address and I wouldn't know you were going to spell it, but I mean, it is what it is. Whatever. I I like it. So, All right, let's get into it. All right, so for our first segment, we got uh, plate hot takes. Yeah, unless you got something to get off your chest. I do. I'll save it the end, though, I think. Or maybe I'll just randomly to go with it. At one point, I decide. <laughs> work it in. Yeah. Um, That's what she said. But... I like it. <laughs> so, LeBron beat the Celtics. He did. We are officially been wrong almost the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. Yes, we need to stop making predictions. Or we should stop betting against LeBron. That's what I said. I'm not betting against LeBron. Yeah. I got yeah. another round to bet against him. So. <laughs> yeah. so tonight, Golden State's playing, right? Against yes. Houston. Game 7 starts at 9. Uh, Chris Paul was questionable. Last I heard it, he was... Just, just saw that he's out. Oh, he is out? Yeah. Oh, man. That's not good for Houston. That's going to just absolutely kill him. I think what well, Warriors ran into, no Kawhi in round 1, no uh, Boogie in round 2, mm-hmm. and now... <clears throat> three to wrap up the series. Andre Iguodala, I heard, is done for the year. Uh, I well, the year probably. Is yeah, done for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, so they're without him, and um, yeah. So that's the world of sports. Other than we got the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, game one just started. I watched the end, the pregame there, the little ceremony they were going. Stuff was bonkers. Was it in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> no, well, I remember I read <laughs> something a long time ago. No one knows how to do a show like Vegas, so you already know that it's going to be crazy. Just think about if this was any other sport, but hockey, and you have an expansion team make their finals and their premiere, their opener. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Hundred percent agree. Last time it happened was in the NHL with St. Louis Blues. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I just you. saw that on the sports channel. Oh, you, should have, you should not have said no. that. You should have kept that morsel for yourself. No, I'm all right with revealing my sources. So. I'm struggling with sports a little bit more as I've cut. The, I think I've said I'm a quarter cutter now, so I'm 
just kind of flailing out there in the woods. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm about half snipped. Yeah. On the cable. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it's a hundred bucks a month. That's what I saved. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Most of the stuff my kids watch are on Netflix anyways, and I don't watch much, so. Yeah. Anything else? Hot takey? Um, I think I have two things today. All right. I'm excited. First one I saw on the Traverse City News tonight. It's in legislation or the writing legislation in Michigan for these things called baby boxes. They have them in Indiana, and I guess it's been going for a couple years. If <laughs> it's crazy, but if parents have 72 hours, if they feel they can't take care of their newborn child, to take their baby to this box. No. Yes. You pull the lid down, you set the baby in the box, an alarm will go off, a silent alarm in the building, you close the door, and then there's a sensor in the box that senses the baby's movement, and it sets off another alarm, and so the person that's supposed to take care of it will come and get the baby, make sure it's healthy and everything. And I guess it's, ever since Indiana's implemented these boxes, they haven't had an abandoned baby since. So it that's, has good things and kind of bad things. It's really kind of scare me. But. It's like the whole uh, uh, return by such and such a date, no questions asked. I mean, people are probably more likely to anonymously drop off a baby, yeah. I guess. My problem is, I guess I'm a throwback. Just call CBS. I mean, you don't want your kid? Just call CBS. It's anonymous. Say, here's my kid. Come get it. I don't know how to feel about putting a baby in a box. <laughs> it's just crazy. That's probably because you're a good person. I know, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And I guess Michigan's trying to make it for 30 days instead of 72 hours, but still... You leave the baby in the box for 30 days? <laughs> no, you have 30 days to make up your mind. Uh, I guess it's like the program where you go take your dog to the fire station if you don't want it. I don't know. Anyway, my second one was, they now think Pluto is no longer a dwarf planet, but a giant comet. So, <laughs> Pluto can't get no love. So, I guess it's just on a really small orbit. I have no idea. I mean, label me ignorant, but I tried to most read comments I know, like, come around five or 20 or sometimes a once in a lifetime, and Pluto's just always around, so I don't, I don't know. I tried to read the article, but I didn't understand what was going on. This was the first time I've ever wanted to call someone. I feel like if I had Preston Donikuski's phone number, I'd call him, and I'd know he would know. It does seem like the space guy. I mean, I want to say something, but I don't know if it's appropriate for your podcast, but F Pluto. Just get rid of it. Just blow it up. Yeah, well, they're just... Death Star, that son of a Yeah, I hear you. It's um, to the point where it's been back and forth a lot. I remember when we had a trivia question a little while ago. We had the name Planets, and I, would, I paused when I got to Pluto because I didn't know. It and hasn't I, been reclassified, so it's still a dwarf planet. I still got the question wrong because I got Uranus and Neptune mixed up. Good stuff. I did that one just for you. 
And you didn't do anything with it. Uh, All right, fair enough. It's been a long day. It has been. It's been a long weekend. It has been. Um, Tonight, we have samples. We're sampling Cigar City from a good friend that gave it to me. Um, We will talk about where we started out with our lager. Um, It's pretty good. And uh, yeah, it's like a Budweiser. Yeah, it's your typical mm-hmm. lager. Yep. It's crisp, it's clean, and uh, we'll be kind of the three of us will kind of sample each can. We got uh, yep. four of their line here, uh, and then we'll talk about city and the other couple storm clouds. Storm cloud from and Michigan. I know uh, Cigar City is. They had a couple launch parties around town. They're out of Florida, and uh, they got picked up by Huron. So um, if you guys see it. And uh, as we talk about it, if we, there's one we really like. Maybe you guys go check it out. Yeah. All right. So we'll get going with Dylan here. Three. All right. So uh, Dylan Wallace is in the house, the kitchen. Three. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do the get it off my chest thing. I was going to wait, but I think. So <laughs> those of you guys who listen know that we had an article in the Alpena News. Which we were very grateful for, and we like to thank Steve Salsworth for the article. Um, I call him Cheese, but whatever. Um, and I've gone around town for a couple of people, and um, whether it's just they haven't really read the article or just word of mouth of how things work, which I don't know if you knew this, Dylan, but originally when Brad and I started this podcast, we didn't hit, like our very first week, we had a really low um, listener rate, and I said to talk to somebody randomly and they said oh i thought that was on somebody else's podcast and i thought it was a cooking one so immediately i was like we gotta take a picture of brad in fact that was the next because brad we're taking a picture we're putting it on the page because we need to let people know that it's we could have transitioned to a cooking podcast yeah and we probably could have but um and over the weekend again as allison and we're walking around a couple people were like hey so you're doing a cooking podcast so I think we need to let people do a little better job that we're not doing a cooking podcast, which, I mean, I like food, so I can understand why people yeah. think that. So, um, But it's more of a, I don't know, I haven't purposely not wanted to pigeonhole ourselves into something. So, um, Well, it's more geographically based. You're talking in a kitchen, yeah. not necessarily about things that happen in kitchens. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people know what a hot take actually is, so that... Causes a little yeah. confusion in the whole thing, too. Um, but, yeah, we're in Brad's kitchen. Yes. And the beauty of the whole thing, of hot take in the kitchen, my thinking was, is if we ever did have to move somewhere, or we got somebody really cool, like, let's say, Eric Peterson, who I know Eric, yeah. come on, or when Kevin opens his you join up, we could go to his kitchen. We could sit there and do it. So it doesn't have to just be Brad's kitchen, although this is base camp. Yeah. So, like, this is where we do most If you want to see us, just drive by my house on Monday night. If, Monday. You, if you have a kitchen and you want a feature, call Steve. Yeah. <laughs> just build a house and it's gorgeous. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, that's that. Um, our whole goal is to feature different people from Alpena, get to know about them a little bit. Like, we sometimes it's really easy. It's like Dylan, which some of you might not listen to you, or some of you listening might not know Dylan very well, but Brad and I kind of know Dylan, so... Um, but with that, we'll get into it. I hope we didn't just screw up your whole hot take and just now people think it's going to be a podcast about kitchens. Well, that'd be okay, too. <laughs> I know how to grout now, so I mean, and Brad's had his week, weekend-long battle with ceiling fans, so. 
think I'm pretty good at the wiring now. Just as long as you can cut Turn the breaker, breaker off. off. <laughs> Turn the breaker off. Yeah. So, uh, you own your practice here in town? I do, yeah. Started it in November of 14. Man, has it really been that long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. Come by quick. Wow. <laughs> it's just crazy because I remember going out for the ribbon cutting, you know, like up at Scoops and yeah. all that crazy stuff. So, yeah. um, And you practiced here locally for a little while first? Yeah, I started practicing in uh, June of 2011 with uh, Isaac Samalls and Piper. I did that until November of 14. Just wanted to do my own thing and started the practice. Uh, Chelsea was, my sister Chelsea was just, uh, she's working at the bank and just had passed the bar exam not too long before that. So she decided to come work for me, which gotta be tough, little sister working for big brother, but she's making her way. <laughs> I lasted four years. I so. used to always joke that because you, know, you kind of had that nice corner office in the upstairs location, yeah. and I was always like, "When are you guys going to switch?" Is this like an every year, every other year thing? And it just never happened. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you're calling the shots, you get to put people where you want to put them. Um, and then you were uh, your EMU grad, Derek Dial, Earl Boykins. Yes, sir. And then uh, where'd you go to law school? Went to Thomas M. Cooley Law School in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, okay. Followed my time with the Hurons, now Eagles. Okay. Awesome. So um, the reason we're kind of here is you have a golf outing coming up, which we're going to help hype it up because I was scared that you weren't going to have any people, but well, taking a life of its own this year. Yeah, and it, we've kind of seen it growing each year. I mean, we, we started, this will be the fifth year. Um, and, uh, the first year we had about 67 golfers and then it went up to 73, I think, and then 84, 94 last year. And then right now we're at 111. Yeah, we've got 28 teams, 111 golfers right now. It's, uh, it's nice. I mean, it's big, but we have, we have fun. Both you've been part of it since year one. So you know what, what we've grown from. And, uh. I mean, I'm not, Brad and I aren't golfers by any stretch of imagination, oh. <laughs> so that's probably why we're so fond of your golf outing. Oh, well, one of the reasons, I should say. Well, that's what that, this golf outing is mainly geared for, is your average guy who wants to go out and hit a couple balls, play around a golf, but then wants to do other shit that they've never been able to do on a golf course, like hit it with a baseball bat or... Off a beer can? Off a beer can. <laughs> Take a happy Gilmore swing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're trying to drink a bunch of beer and have a lot of fun. Just turned into a big party on, on a golf course. Marshmallows? Driving off marshmallow. I mean, do you want to go hole by hole or how, how do you want to do Let's do, do it. So let's go this year hole by hole and we can kind of talk about where we've where you've come from or how it's all gone. Okay. So hole one. Uh, hole number one. This year is going to be Dire Straits, which is uh, a hole that's sponsored by our longtime family friends, Manfred and Patina Mueller from Germany. Uh, the, uh, the story on them is, is my dad and Manfred were real good friends, and Manfred would be over at, in the States hanging out at my parents. They'd blare Dire Straits all night and drink booze and, and shoot pool. <clears throat> So, uh, so we got a straightest drive contest on number one uh, that we're calling Dire Straits, and that's been I think that's been going since year one, um, and, uh, and 
it's it's just your it's your typical straightest drive contest, but we throw in some different prizes. This year, I think the prize is uh, it's a three in one table game system with a pool table, and and uh, I'm gonna throw in a greatest hits dire straight CD with it. I but, thought about throwing a Happy Gilmore deluxe Blu-ray package in on thirteen. <laughs> we can do that. I, well, I just I've been trying to think, and when we get to thirteen, we'll talk about it a little more. But I don't want to interrupt your momentum, so why don't we go ahead? Uh, number two, which is uh, it's a little bit different this year. In years past, it's been the closest to the can, be it hole number two, and uh, trying to hit it next to a potty seat. Um, the uh, but. This year we're going to do it a little bit different. Pathfinder was my dad's employer. Um, when he passed away, they sell uh, Tiger Block equipment. And uh, they've been sponsoring the closest to the pinhole, but they understand what this golf outing is about. And they want something <laughs> different. They don't want just the closest to the pin contest. Yeah. So I've been texting with uh, Travis Hildor with Pathfinder the last couple of days, actually, trying to figure out what we're going to do. We've talked about doing a, a random club draw out of a Pathfinder hat, and he came up with the idea, and I'm logistically figuring out how we're going to do it, but uh, he's calling it the Tiger Woods Club Throw. Now, Tiger, because they sell Tiger equipment, Tiger Woods, because it's golf, right. usually it's Tiger who's getting clubs thrown at him. Right, we talked about that last week. So, oh, did you? I didn't yes. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So we're we're logist logistically. I'm thinking we're gonna do a men's and women's division, and you tee off, you throw your club, and then whoever ends up throwing their club the longest is gonna win a cooler beer with the cooler. So you want one of those 1912 heavy clubs in your bag that I'll just carry. One that you can just launch. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the club you hit with, but we thought about. I thought Travis said, "Let's put a junkie club out there, then they can. They're not worried about throwing it." I'm thinking, well, then we got to return it. They can throw it, and then they got to take it back to the tee box. Just throw your own, pick it up as you go by. If yeah. then, if most of these golfers are golfers like you and I, and we've thrown a club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens. So I'm not too worried about that. But I'm excited about a new contest because this is this will be something we haven't done before. It sounds exciting. Yeah. Usually, I start out on two. So, and usually I'm very frustrated, and I want to throw a club, so this almost comes together perfectly for me. And you get it out before hole number three, which is the Cliff Anschutz hole, hole one for Camaro this year. My boss is crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's scared. So he's... Well, I can tell you, man, the Grizz won the hole one one year. It was, the, it was back in the 90s, but it was in Apollo. No, it must not have been the 90s. It had to be early 2000s. Um, Phil Straley got a hole one, and... He won the car, so a um, whole bunch of reasons behind it. You know, he likes Dylan. Um, we've donated the Chevy Cruze for a long time, and the Cruze is cool, don't get me wrong, <clears throat> but we do have this SS Camaro that's been sitting there for a little bit, and he thought, well, if anything, maybe it'll just get people talking about it, and if hopefully he wants to see someone win it because, you know, there's nothing more than he would love for. To well, and I, was, and I texted you that same day after we after I made the announcement. We haven't had new likes on the the golf outing page in at least a couple of years. We had like three that day. <laughs> and, yeah. And I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not something that's talked about a lot. But I mean, it's it, it's cool. I mean, people see that see that car and they're thinking, 
regardless if I'm good or bad, I got a chance. <laughs> yeah, you got a chance. So it's um, I think it's kinetic blue or yeah, kinetic blue two SS coupe. Um, it's got the big big eight in it, so it's got 455 horses. I would think because I like to work things in. It would get you a girlfriend if you had it. So hopefully you win it. Probably not. You can probably be like that guy's compensating for something. Well, <laughs> so I'll just keep my Equinox. And... You could sell it. There you go. I could, and then you have money. Yeah. Cash, cash ain't bad. No, it isn't. Yeah. So well, we'll talk about you figuring a way to. We'll keep working with you and a girlfriend thing in. There's plenty of opportunities. Well, for the the golfers listening, the that hole typically plays about 165, 170. So start working on whatever club you hit that distance and and it's up hitting it straight. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's uphill. Yeah, so it measures out 170, 165, but it's it's at least you probably hit 20. And if you don't hit it straight, just shift your feet. And let, <laughs> yeah, let, let your slice or your hook some drop days, back in. And sometimes the wind will shoot right down that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a tough hole, but it's a fun hole, and I believe. You hit your whole one on that hole. I did. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing one sixty four, and I hit an eight iron, playing with my dad and, and my grandfather. That was my all time golf memory. <laughs> it sounds like a great one. Yeah, best part was my dad and I didn't know where it went. He thought it rolled off the back, and I didn't want to be that guy saying, "I think you're winning the hole." <laughs> so we, we drove around the back, and no no ball. So I think I said, "Hey, Dad, I think he might have went in." And so we get up there, and he looks in there. Holy shit. And then, hey, Grandpa, come look at this. My Grandpa looks in there. Pop! And pulls the pin right out of the out of the cup. Ball goes flying out. It was, it was, no, it was great. It was, that was all time right there. But, uh, yeah, number four? Number four. Number four is the uh, Home Run Challenge, sponsored by my firm. That's the uh, drive with a baseball bat for Tigers tickets. So there's a T. There's a baseball tee. But you hit off the women's box, right? Yeah, everybody's sitting from the same location. And then we set up a chunk of pool noodles, stick it into the baseball tee, and put a regular tee inside there. And First year I broke that, by the way. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I put the chunk of the pool noodle down into the thing, and then we were going to get it out. And I was like, oh, no. shit. That we'll have to bring some extra noodle just in case people. Well, I mean, year two was fine. It was just year one was the struggle. It was a learning experience. Yeah, specific. next year I didn't make the same mistake. So well, the key is to get some loft. If you're hitting line drives up the middle, it's you're not not going to get a whole lot of carry. You want to get some distance on it. So I did that Ken Griffey swing. I did really good last year on it. I felt really good, and then I think maybe I put my name on the sheet. But then we we were early. We're always early in that. So. It, you know, you never know until you come back to the clubhouse. This would take a great spot to bring in something else that um, you do at your golf outing because I think of four all the time, and that is you do a purple ball challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, king of the course. Um, so what we do with that is every team gets a purple ball, and you ro- you have to play that ball in every hole, but you rotate who plays the ball. So if we're a, th- a-, a group here... I played on number one the entirety of the hole. Steve played on number two. Brad played on number three and then rotate. The key is to not lose the purple ball. And as you both know, that ball will hide 
as well as any other. I mean, it's yeah. just hard. It's hard to find. Yeah. I guess is the is the is the key. Uh, but if you make it the entire outing without losing your ball, it gets thrown into a, a crown bag, and then we do a random draw to see who takes home a, a pint of crown per per golfer. But that is a, that's a fan favorite. People talk about that every year. The first year I lost the ball, I put it in the four drink. That's how I what's the way I brought it up. Um, but past other years, though, we've gotten it. We've made it. But Nick and Chuck are a bunch of cheers. And that was They're good. cheers. So, um, well, last year you put random balls, purple I, balls out on the I course did. to help people out. So yeah, we, nice it was like six or seven randoms out there. That we found one, too. Where did you find yours? Do you remember? I don't know, but I did know we had two. It was early. Yeah, it was really early. So, A couple of years we found not one that was strategically placed, but... Somebody who lost their ball, we came across it and grabbed it and played that one and then held on to ours, which is where that cheating comes in, but it's strategic. It's strategic. Yes. Uh, uh, five. Five is fives. Play the entirety of the hole with the five iron, which was my dad's favorite club. It's a pretty straight hole with the, the water off to the right-hand side, um, but it makes putting a challenge. How, how do you guys putt on that hole? I don't have a five iron. I have a five hybrid. Okay. So the hybrid actually puts pretty nice. Yeah. There's no touch to it, obviously, because the ball just poof, right off right off the club face. But um, use my five toes. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sort of. So you do turn the club around so the head is going okay. down a bit. Did you trick? I've done the pool shot. Oh, where yeah. I get down on the ground, lay down, and then use the uh, the handle of the club and, and try to. Try to put it in that way. On our second episode, when we had our PGA professional, that really we, sucks at the baseball one. Yeah, by the way, let me tell you something. That's what, something. Nothing brings me more joy than knowing the fact that Eric Granada cannot hit a baseball because he can do everything, <laughs> and he can do everything really good. But he cannot hit a baseball. And I remember I had that on video slow motion. I still have it somewhere. Oh, is that he chunked it? Didn't yeah, he? twice, twice, yeah. and. Um, if I'm having a bad day, sometimes I'll watch that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's the, the, this golf outing is the great equalizer. I know the uh, we had Al Senchuk play one year, and another real good golfer. And this is not a traditional con- contest by any means. I asked Al afterwards, "Hey, what'd you think of that?" And in typical Al fashion, looks at me dead stone face, says, "It was different." <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was all you had to say about it. Uh, I think the best thing. Everything all right? Yeah. I'm just, okay. I think the best thing about your outing is, if you're a golfer, there's some holes where you still can shine, and if you're not a golfer, which our team never is full filled with golfers, you still can have a good time. You still can be relevant. I think the past, the first year we finished last, but ever since then we've never been last. Yeah, last year Bill Packard was last. <laughs> yeah. I, well, what we, I mean, we always have Granada show up, and he plays about three or four holes for us. Well, last year he's not going to bail you out. Well, he says he's somewhere. We'll see if he shows up or not. Well, it might just be a... It's a ploy. Yeah, it's a, it's a co- covert operation. Um, moving on to uh, to six, which is different this year. And we've talked about it um, before. We've got uh, some air cannons on the course this year. So the way that six operates is you tee off using an air cannon, which shoots the ball up to 320 yards. 
And so we turn number six from, it's a par four, but it's also a closest to the pin contest. Okay. Because you're going to reach, you can reach the green with the cannon. Somebody asked me, what, what do you think you could do to make your golf outing better? And I didn't know the answer when they asked me. And then this guy called me and I said, you know what? We had cannons. That's what we should make the golf outing yeah. better. <clears throat> I, um, we know the one kid that works out there. Um, it's a friend of ours, um, Austin Houchin. And he usually cleans up everything afterwards. Mm -hmm. So anything that would make his life more difficult, I'm a fan of. Um, there might be some craters. He doesn't like the marshmallow hole, Point. so all winter long he thought there was going to be two marshmallow holes. I just let him think that. I was like, we got one on the front, we're moving one to the back too. It goes really, really well. People enjoy it, so we're just going to get twice the prize and twice the opportunity. And he's, he was just like, oh man, you, there's no way we're going to let you do that. He was just really not happy. like... Money talks, kid. I'm sorry. If we, if we come to the course and we bring a lot of money into that place, they're going to let us do two marshmallow Yeah, hey, I think Jared let us make every old marshmallow yeah. to, to the one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. I let him go for a long time thinking of that. So. That's awesome. Um, seven. Seven is Ring of Cash. Uh, it's a par three where there's a, I think it's a 10-foot diameter um, circle around the hole. So you make a bet, and then if you put the ball within the, the circle, you double your money, put it on the green, you keep your money, and if you're off the green, which is what I'm always at, you uh, donate your money to the cause. Yeah. Oh, so you brought up a great point. Um, your golf course, or your um, outing goes toward? Uh, the hospital, the local hospital, um, Alpena, mid-Michigan. Um, it uh, started off, my dad died of a heart attack in 2013, and then when I mean, and this I guess is a good time to bring bring this part up is this all got started, me sitting in a bar with my cousin, said, Hey, you know what we should we should golf memory your dad next year. So I said, Okay, we'll we'll see what it turns out to be and we thought it was just gonna be, hey, with four of eight four or eight of us out there just playing and drinking beer and then it turned out to be sixty seven golfers and and uh, and it just kinda blew up. Um, but at that same time, um, the uh, Alpena Regional Medical Center at the time had the emergency room project going on, the renovation there. So the monies were raised to go towards that, which would be beneficial to somebody who would be in my dad's position, um, having a heart attack in the community and being able to have better resources to, to feel those people. So that's where we got started at. Um, and then it just continued to donate those monies to the hospital. It's been about, on average, about $7,000 a year. So, I mean, we're looking at... 30,000 bucks that we've donated um, so far and uh, and looking at about I'd like to get to 35 and then we'll see what we want to do after that it's awesome it is yeah um, it's been fun to watch it grow and to be a part of it and um, we enjoy everything about it the planning the Friday night barbecue before the whole thing so yeah the planning for me is is the best just going through each contest and what works and then what the prizes are going to be and then seeing it all come together. And then having people come up with suggestions like come up with the Happy Gilmore hole, which we'll get to, and then Pathfinder coming up with this uh, club throw. I mean, it's getting other people interested and involved and wanting to come up with new ideas. I mean, it's that's pretty neat. And it's good when it's, I mean, obviously Pathfinder's, you know, 
always been a part of it, but it's cool when other people get excited about coming out with the contest and take ownership of it and everything yeah. goes along with that. Yeah. So hole eight. Hole eight's the no cheek shortest draft contest. So when we're talking about this, we'll talk about 18 because they go hand in hand. 18's the both cheeks longest draft contest. Now the name comes from my old man who was not a little guy. I mean, he was, he was six foot 280 and, uh, playing golf with my dad, he was a big hitter. And teeing off, if he got a hold of one, he'd, he'd stare at it, watch it land, and then he'd go, ooh, got both cheeks in it that one. <laughs> so hence the name of the Both Cheeks Longest Drive Contest. And then also the logo that we uh, implemented a couple years ago was the silhouette of my dad, and I call it the Two Cheeker logo. Uh, and then the No Cheeks is just the opposite, just short strap, so whoever, Duff's one and I think I won that one year. My God. Yeah, and I've duffed that hole before. It's a good hole to duff it on because that's a long par five and you gotta play yeah, and you play through something. play through the play through the corner. And usually the the winnings is beer, so we can all we can all handle more beer. Um and I think we just you wanna talk about that since we're talking about beer? Oh yeah, we just opened the Maduro Maduro Maduro, sorry. I'm butchering it, but it's the brown ale. Yeah, it's really good. I really liked it. I thought it was good. One of the better brown ales that I've seen. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would recommend it. And then now we're going into the Gaia Brera, Mielka Brera, Citrus Citrus Pale Ale or Citrus Pale Ale. So while you're pouring that, I'll move on to number nine, which is the Marshmallow Launch, the one that you were just highlighting. So it's the longest drive hitting a marshmallow off the tee box, uh, which, it don't go far. You wanted one. You know. I did. I want foot. Yes. With a ruptured Achilles. Yep. Uh, you should do that more often. As first the teacher he comes in. He's <laughs> yeah. got to doctor that marshmallow off. We actually figured out that that year was the best spread I ever hit the golf ball. Yep. That's what you need to do. Just put a boot on your, on your foot. To. Well, it's still my mom's house. Well, it's because he wasn't baseballing. Brad's whole problem with golfing is he's baseballing and he takes his weight and he gets it all back there. Yeah. And with his foot the way it was, it forced him to keep everything in line and but and sail the marshmallows. I don't know. It was the best I've ever seen him golf in all the years we've golfed together. To, to Austin's dismay. <laughs> yep. Because if they're all close, it's easier to pick up. You got one way off to the distance. So for the. Um, the marshmallow, do you know what you're giving away yet? Yeah, that's uh, wireless Bose headphones donated oh. by uh, Rick and Shelly Dolly. Nice. I got those for Christmas from Allison a couple of years ago. Absolutely love them. I've been wanting them, so I'm not going to win the marshmallow contest because I suck at that one, but... Even if you got it, I'm Courtney wouldn't let you wear them because you really can't hear anything once you put on. I need some earbuds is what I need. <laughs> yeah. She might not be able to see that. <laughs> uh, so then we're going around to 10. Okay, before we get to 10, oh, we got turn. the burn at the turn, yep. which uh, we got a, a lunch served by the course, burgers and brats, and in this year, we also have a, uh, a contest with 23-foot inflatable dinosaurs where you're trying to launch a ball into their mouth using those same air cannons that we're using <coughs> on, on, on number six there. Um, the uh, Still trying to figure out prizes on some things, but... Uh, Nick Stefan donated two rounds of golf to uh, the Jewel on Mackinac Island. Um, that's going to be on one of those holes for, for the winner there. So we'll figure that out. 
Um, but that's that'll that'll be interesting. That's replacing we had a putting contest last year, but it's replacing that. More cannons. Giant inflatable dinosaur. Cannons. You only have to bring your niece and nephew just for the dinosaur the cannons. Well, I, I left a message for Dinosaur Gardens. They're doing great things. I said, hey, here's a unique opportunity for you to put your advertisement on a 23-foot inflatable dinosaur. Still waiting on a call back. Well, they're scrambling to get their I know. up and I'm running. Just, so, but yeah. I just thought it was neat. Marketing, it, marketing it is opportunity. An opportunity. So. But uh, going on to 10, 10, which has the two bodies of water. Or you're hit, if you're hitting from the, the men's tees. But what we've done is we advanced everybody to the ladies' tees so we, you can take a shot at the green from the tee box. That's the Las Vegas hole that's sponsored by Besser Company. And the way that that hole works is you have a bartender and some dice. And if you tip the bartender, the bartender may work in your favor. If not, then they may work against you. <laughs> but then you, you, your foursome hits their drive, so one puts it over onto the green, one puts it in the drink, one puts it off into the, the woods off to the right, and one duffs it. And then you roll the die to see which drive to take. So if it's a one, great. If it's a two, damn, hitting again, so on and so forth, until you get to five and six. Five is dealer's choice, so that's when the bartender is going to choose and six is golfer's choice and you get to select. One year, I was the guy that put it in the drink. We, uh, we rolled my number and then we said, all right, bartender, what is it going to cost to get us yeah. a mulligan? So <laughs> yeah. we bought a mulligan and then I said, I'm going to hit it again because it was mine and I put it onto the green. Nice. Yeah, it worked out that time. I, one of her four have carried the water. I don't think we've ever put it on the green. Even getting it over there on the other side and taking that water out of place oh, yeah. is a victory for our team. So I can't do it. So, so then we're going to the most hated hole on the course for me. Well, we're trying to make it more fun because it's Daily Drive, Yep. which is my dad's favorite golfer, John Daly. And uh, if you're going to play that hole right, you're going to have a stogie, maybe a Cigar City beer that you're drinking with it. But you're going to tee up using a beer can. And you're going to take a swing at the ball and the longest drive off of a beer can while the stogie's lit. You don't have to have a stogie. Oh, but but uh, um, if you're doing John Daly, you're also barefoot, by the way. Yeah. But, but the longest drive is going to win um, a, uh, um, a Traeger Grill, um, the Bronson 2.0 model, which is donated by the Wenger family, who have been part of this since year one and their, and their family to... To us, they've been they've been around for, for a while. I really want that grill. Me too. So, I've been trying to figure out how I can not hit the main in the shed this year. The uh, where I end up. Here, okay, here's a pro tip. <clears throat> you need to have some liquid in the can. If it's empty, it's not going to sit right. So you need to have some liquid in the can in order to to make it fly. As you know, I always usually to try to monkey with some videos while I'm doing it. My thought this year was is I would shake a can up. You see where I'm going with this? Yep. And I would slow-mo it. And then we get the explosion. So whether I get whether I hit it far or not, which I'm not going to, at least you need to get this really What what I like about that idea is you might get some extra kick. 
<laughs> I'll need anything I can get. Put some top spin on the ball as you hit it. Yeah. So then you'll get some roll. You'll get some carry on it. Yeah, so um, that's my goal. That's my idea for this year is to uh, slow motion it with the shook of cannon. Then when I come down, so then that way I always hit everything fat. And I want it. Yeah. I want it. Do, so it, that's my do it until you get it. <laughs> yeah. So that's my idea for 11. Um, or so 11 is that one, and I, I can't wait to get that hole over because that's my least favorite hole on the entire golf course. So it's uh, it's a for whatever reason it's I don't know it's a challenging hole. I'm always in the woods on the right hand side. Yeah. Regardless of what if I'm getting enough of beer can or not. I think the problem is it's it plays so wide open, but it narrows kind of a point where most people hit it. But it, it makes you feel like you want to swing away because it's so wide open. But it kind of narrows down in it. Right. You usually get yourself in trouble. So, 12. 12 is um, just a standard close to the paint contest. It's the short, shortest par 3 on the course, I believe. Um, and uh, I don't have uh, the prize identified for that hole yet. But, I mean, it's always a pretty good prize on, on that hole. But just your typical close to the pin. And then 13. 13 is the Happy Gilmore Hole. Happy Gilmore Hole. Why don't you describe, or both you describe how that's set Well, up? it's the longest hole on the course. We, we know that. And it's usually off an elevated tee, tee box. Um, and there's uh, a Chubb Memorial, a Chubb's Memorial there with an alligator hand. And then you Happy Gilmore swinging off the tee box, which... I don't know. Some people do really good, but if you're like me and Brad, it almost... I did well last year. Yeah, he, he did pretty good the one year. Um, and then we got hockey sticks that you putt with. And this year, I think I got some heckling involved. I think that's going to work out good for us. So um, you can expect to be taunted while you're hitting the ball like that happy had. You should know that I... <laughs> I went online and I tried to find how much a celebrity appearance a shooter McGavin would have cost at 13. And all, you know, I don't know. How, I mean, I just was like, is it possible to somehow get in there and just hang out in 13? He can drink as much as he wants. All right. Here's an idea. We need a shooter McGavin lookalike. Um, there's a gentleman in the newspaper here recently that, that, I, that I know uh, who just got a promotion over at the hospital Chuck Sherwin oh yeah it looks a little bit like Shooter McGavin that's not bad your old boss from family video though. Bob Schultz he came from Gaylord or something yeah Bob Bob kind of looks like Shooter McGavin I well, mean that's but here here you hear me out we're, we're benefiting the hospital Chuck's gonna be the new president <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do to get him get him in a Shooter McGavin attire out yeah. Almost guaranteed, it's that that spot in that golf course is the hottest spot it can be, because there's no circulation. It's down in the valley, and if it's you and the, all that water is around, the, it's just a terrible mess. Almost guaranteed, if he showed up and did that, he would be miserable the whole time. Also hospital related. That's where we've had our, our only injury. Yes. I don't want to talk about it, but since you brought it up, the first time I ever sponsored a hole, somebody went to the hospital, which I find absolutely fitting. Well, for that. Yeah, that, we've only had one ambulance on the course during the, the four years, so we're going to try to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So th that. He's okay now. So yeah. that's... I um, don't know. Let's figure out right now between the three of us. What do you want to do as a gift? I want to do something cool. 
I mean, I liked your idea of the, that you had earlier, the Happy Gilmore box set is what you said. Oh, yeah, well, that's only... I, I was, I'm on the... I keep thinking about either a really nice outdoor Bluetooth speaker, you know, for people that can go around with them. I have one, and I love it. Or those Sonus book shelf ones are super nice. Okay. Nothing but... I always go after what I would want. <clears throat> well, a lot of the golfers are, like I said, like us. I mean... Yeah. I think that's probably that's what I that's what I do when I'm trying to make an idea or make a decision regarding the regarding the golf on what do I want to do or what I want to, want to have happen. I think it's a good way to look at it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll continue on the 14. Bigger question is <coughs> how do you want to give it away? But we'll we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, I mean you can't really do anything along a stride. I mean the two skill shots, the drive and the putter, we've. Handicap both of them is yeah. one you're running up to and the other one you're shooting the hockey stick. So well, the putter is well, you just don't want to run into cheaters who aren't using the right clubs. But yeah, as long as you're having fun, whatever. Fourteen is uh, hole in one for ten thousand dollars, sponsored oh, yes. by Neil Seabase of State Farm. I get excited every time I'm in that hole. Yeah, it's, they got that big check just looking at you. You know, it's the, that whole time we golf. Allison's kind of just on her phone and looking around and posting and all that stuff. And then we get to that $10,000 hole and it's just like, <laughs> I am present. I am here. Let's go. Come on, Steve, hit the golf ball. I've hit the tree more than I've hit the yeah. green. Yeah. yeah. I think last year, uh, Paul and Lori Stefan were over there on the right side. And I think I got pretty close to, a lot closer to them than I ever did at the hole. Let's just put it that way. Uh, rolling out of 15, speaking of Laura Stephan, sponsored by Real Estate One. Okay. That's, uh, that's the hidden green with the longest putt contest. Yes. Um, so the longest putt wins, uh, I believe it's uh, a growler from Austin Brothers with, uh, some, with a, a beer caddy and some custom coolers with the JW logo, which also brings me to Nick, let the cat out of the bag, and thank you for your, for your, for your gift. He... Was he's he texted me that a long time ago, and he's been very excited about it. And I should have made a bet on whether he could have kept a secret or not till till that day because I knew he couldn't. He was really juiced about that. Well, and I I, I said, hey, I need to know what the prize is on that also because I'm going to be doing announcements. And he probably could have just told me. He probably didn't have to have to let you, let me know that you guys were giving me uh, giving me my own caddy. So I, I think it. everyone gets one. Family, so well, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So no, but thank you. That's sweet. Hey, since we brought up your family, we'll get a segue really quick. You want to talk about uh, the rabbit? Yeah, yeah. The uh, well, let's do this. Let's do 16, then we'll talk about the rabbit because okay. that's the, that's the whole that's the sponsoring. So six, oh. 16 is is uh, last year was the selfie contest. It's going to stay the selfie contest this year. Um, it's plays uphill and then it. Dog legs to the right. All we do is we set up a blown up picture of my dad riding his Harley with a screw it, let's ride. Uh, I don't know, wording across the across the face of it. And so the object is to take your take your picture with pops and post it on social media with the with the appropriate hashtags, and and then we'll do a random draw for a prize. And then on the 17, which is sponsored by the Rabbit Hole is uh, my mom starting her own 
her own little shop gallery type deal where she's going to be selling some of the artwork that she's done, some of the pictures that Chelsea's taken. And she's big into refinishing furniture, so she's selling re refinished furniture out of there. Um, and then some other stuff that I don't understand, like essential oils and plants and little bulbs and some other some other stuff. Making you a well-rounded person, though. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> But she's she's excited about it. She's uh, it's gonna be uh, in uh, in my building there at Chesham, and um, and uh, she's getting real close to opening. Um, and then she sponsors that seven number seventeen, which is the the uh, we call it a bunch of different things, but I'm gonna call it the Grandkid Challenge for now. The it's your you play the entirety of the hole, which is a short par four, but with junior clubs. Allison's favorite hole. <clears throat> so is Tatskila. Yeah, <laughs> I think for the same reason. I think for the exact same reason. Allison loves those kids' clubs because they're. She just is like, oh man, it's like perfect for me. Yeah. So, I think my best drive came on that hole last year. Really? Yeah. Amazing. You get. I guess you focus when you got to. Um, we already talked about eighteen with the bull cheeks. I mean, the, the the only other contest we got going is we got the better than average golfer contest. Which the team with the uh, with the average score that's just below, or their score is just below the average score of all the of all the, the scores from the day wins fifty dollars per per golfer. Um, and then also my cousin Dave donated a shotgun through his. Uh, he's got a, a a gun broker down in Bay City. It's, it's his business, Michigan Armory, and we're gonna raffle off a shotgun during the shotgun start. So when we're all lined up, we're going to draw to see who, who wins that shotgun. And you can buy those raffle tickets before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I'm in for that. You know what kind of shotgun it is yet? I do. <clears throat> but I don't remember. While you're looking that out, why don't you tell me how much is it per golfer? $65 a golfer. $65. And I would tell you, if you're listening to this, you should go right away and do it because there's only a couple spots left. Yeah, we got 28 teams right now. We're, max, we're maxed out at 32. So, I mean, we got we got four teams, four teams uh, open currently. So are we registered yet? We are. If you, we are two people short. So if you want to golf and you need either team, yeah, we would be willing to maybe for we're accepting people. We're accepting, but you have to go through a serious vetting process. So. All right with it. And I think um, Happy Gilmore is going to be sponsored by Hot Take from the Kitchen. All right. So. Single ladies on our team would be great. We're supposed to work that in. I really like that idea. <laughs> and of course, I can't find it quickly enough, so. Oh, no, you're all right. So, there's that. You feed him. There we get a yep. lunch at the turn. Yep, lunch at the turn. Um, and uh, chance at a bunch of prizes. There's also door prizes that we haven't talked about. So just walking in, you got a chance at some at some prizes. Um, there's also a silent auction. Of, I mean, it's not a large silent auction. It's just a. Uh, I mean, it's usually it's ten to twelve items, and it's stuff that my dad would like. Is basically what it what it boils down to. Um, and that's pretty much the plan for the day: is do things that JW would want to do and have fun with and. And uh, you like to drink beer, you like to play golf, you like to eat food, and you like to have good conversation with good people. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. 
So that kind of wraps up your whole golf outing in a nutshell. Yeah, going doing the, the hole by hole play down. And then if anybody's got any questions about the golf outing or a contest or volunteering, just uh, reach out to me either at my office or uh, or on Facebook or what have you. There is a Facebook page for the outing? There is, yep. Jeff, yep, Jeff Walls Memorial Golf Outing. Excellent. All right. Because we should talk about the last beer we had. Might as well do it now. Oh, the, the Citra Pale Ale? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was probably my favorite out of the three so far. Yeah. And then we got the last one we're getting ready to. It is a Belgian wheat. It's called the Florida Cracker. Um, I will tell you the story behind this was, um, before everyone kind of gets crazy on us, it's, um, so, as you know, Spaniards uh, settled Florida back in the day, and when they had their horses, uh, when they would um, round up cattle and so on so forth, a lot of the um, cowboys, white man cowboys, would do that for them, and they were very skilled at it, much better than they were ever at it, and they would use their whips and they would crack at it. So that is where the term cracker came from. And that is why this is called that. So um, I just was told to make sure I talked about that when, oh. I, when I was pouring that out. So, um, cracker, please. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. I just want to say these beers aren't very heavy either. So. No, they're all in the five to, you know, five to, I think one topped out at five eight. I think I saw. Probably drink these all night. Yeah. Feel better. Alright. Alright, so we'll get it to our top five. Alright, moving on to top five. Our top five. Alright. Tonight is our top five beers. So it should be a good one. And my number five is the CEO Stout from Right Brain Brewery in Traverse City. I'm a big dark beer fan, so this is right up my alley. CO Stout's really, really good. So, I like it. I drink a lot of CEO Stout for a while. Did you? Yeah. I kind of backed off it. I mean, I, I don't know. I really got in the New England style IPAs, and I just, it's kind of where I've been sitting for a while. My list actually reflects that. So, But <clears throat> whatever. Um, you, a great beer. I, I love it. Yeah. And then I love their boardroom series. We'll do like a peanut butter CEO Stout and then oh, all yeah. the different ones. They're all fantastic. So. Um, my number five, um, Sheboygan Brewery's Blood Orange Honey. I absolutely love it. It's a, like one of my favorite summertime beers. So I'll have to try it one day. And Jordan, that's what Jordan was drinking last week um, during the pod. I know, it's just a great beer. That's your boy? Yep. <clears throat> my boy Phil uh, works for him. And uh, I when I did the the beer festival in Alpena that Eric put on, I can't think of what it's called, but... I was pouring for Sunrise Suds. Thank you. Um, I was pouring for Shibuken, So My number five <coughs> is the best beer that Bell's Brewery puts out. The Two-Hearted IPA. Not that overrated Oberon. That's right. Orange-loving Bulls. Yeah. When you sent us your list, I noticed that <clears throat> two of your list, um, they just did a best IPA in the world thing contest. Who did? Uh, somebody. Some... some I was just saw it. I ran across it, and um, two of your beers were the final two going against it. And this one got second place to another one that you got. Oh, really? Yep. 
and which was really surprising because it seemed like too hard. It's always number one on almost everything. Um, yeah, it's right. one of my one of my go-tos when you know, like when you're standing in the beer section, you're like, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? And then you feel like you're settling, but you're not. You're too hard. Yeah, <clears throat> it is interesting. You feel like, just like you said, you feel like you're settling, but you're really drinking them. Yeah, one of the greatest beers in the yeah. United States. So, all right, my number four is a honey ginger IPA from Marquette Harbor Brewery. I had this last year after I ran a half marathon. It was delicious. It was sort of had a Verner's taste. So, thought about getting a growler of it, but I didn't. But now you're sad. I am because it's a long time to get one. It was a good IPA. I can't wait to try it. I like everything about that, but the half marathon part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four for me, CBS. So, that's kind of a heavy hitter. I'm glad they brought it back. Um, I never had it, actually, until this year. And then it wasn't really able to get my hands on it because they stopped making it for a while when it came out this year. Um, a little sweeter than KBS. Um, and I think also I liked it because it seems like a lot of beers get released in the summertime. And this one got released in the wintertime and kind of felt cool to have something special during the wintertime. Sort of goes with the name, Canadian yeah. Winter. So, so um, no, but it was really, really good. Um, it was one of the 12 beers of Christmas for Aaron. And um, by far the best thing we drink all Christmas. It's another one I have to try. Very good. <laughs> My number four, Voodoo Ranger at Juicy IPA. That was one of those days where I was in the grocery aisle thinking, what the hell am I going to get? And then... Instead of going to one of my go-tos, I'm like, I want to try this. And I'm not much of a, I stay away from juicy or fruit. I'm more bitter, which the rest of my list will, will indicate. But uh, but that was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised that I enjoyed it. New Belgium does it. That Voodoo Ranger yeah. series is really good. Yeah. yeah. I remember when they came out of that. It was two years ago. Or at least it came to the Michigan area like two years ago. Um, my guy... Hooked me up with some for Christmas. It was like during it was my first year of beers at Christmas, and it was the last day. And uh, for Christmas Eve, he snuck a whole bunch or sampled all that new line, and it was very good. I was excited about it. I like how we keep names under wrap here. So well, you know. things don't get out. All right, my number three is a local beer. It's the Milk Route Stout from Austin Brothers. Again, it's a dark beer, but got the milk. I think you forgot something. A nitro. Oh, yeah. nitro is good. Yeah, I, I love it on nitro. It's, it's smooth on nitro. It's really sure. good on nitro. It is. Um, but that's a really good one. Just regular milk curl stuff is good too. Um, number two, three for me is um, Crescent Fresh. It's a juicy beer. Sorry, um, it's out of uh, Ellison Brewery down in Lansing. Year olds, law school scoundrels. Yeah. They actually uh, they make a beer now. They're getting a little bit into spirits, and uh, we talked a little bit about Eric last week with Jordan. But um, they do some really cool stuff down there, and um, I've yet to actually get into the brewery. But uh, I've had a lot of their beer, which it really needs to be. Um, during Alice's birthday week, we want to hit it. So that's another beer I have to try. <laughs> the uh, my number three is the Double Crooked Tree from Dark Horse. The uh, that's one of those beers that you're probably not gonna drink multiples. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I I really enjoy that beer. 
you're ever down in Marshall, Michigan, check out that brewery. Um, and if there's a, a mug there that the uh, that's labeled Skunk, that's my dad's. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah, have a drink with Jeff. Ought to do that. Because yeah. we'll be down in that area. Marshall's toward Wednesday area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, kind of like Battle Creek-ish. Yeah. All right. My number two is favorite beer I had last year, which was Doom. Yeah, it'll be last year. It was probably one of the smoothest beers. and It was an IPA, but you wouldn't know it was an IPA because it just... Didn't taste like an IPA, but you can only have one probably. Well, so I got silly and I want to do a Christmas in July, beers at Christmas, and Doom's like day two or three, and wow, I, you're right, it was a fantastic beer. Um, it was my second favorite beer I found last year, yeah. and um, I don't know if you ever had it or not. But I have not. It was. Like I said, Brad said, an IPA or an ale, but it was aged in a barrel. So it had like all those tones of uh, that you get with a, those bourbon age stuff, mm -hmm. but it wasn't that finish or that front. Who puts part. it out? <coughs> Founders. 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 So yeah, they put out good stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna try that. <clears throat> Number two, I stuck in the hometown Paralyzer, one of my favorite beers. Um, the boys do a great job, and um, that's supposed to be any day out on. Um, I know it's always on tap around town, but it's supposed to come out to bottles any day now. So, uh, okay, we knew a store near you. Everybody look for it. It's amazing. Got a sneak peek of the bottles there for last year's beer Christmas. <laughs> that was my 12th beer Christmas. Uh, that was, I was so excited that they were able, so cool to do that for me. And I don't, um, you know, Aaron goes back to Kansas and he has all these different beers from Michigan. And, you know, Kansas beer seems negligible. So it's for him to do take out to a couple of his teacher friends and have them, you know, have some different beers. It's kind of a fun thing for him. So. Yeah, Paralyzer's good. And uh, with it being put in bottles, it's going to be trouble in my household. <laughs> <laughs> it's only four packs. So be too All right. One, one for each hour of the evening. <laughs> uh, my number two is Shorts, Humalupalicious which is one of my favorite IPAs, obviously, since it's number two on the list. But, I mean, uh, the between number two and number one, if I have an IPA on stock in my house, is usually one of those two. That was the number one. Was it? Humalupa. It's, it's I, I don't know how to describe it other than damn good. I mean... It really is. I just had Humalupa the other day, the other night. I got it, and where, I forgot where I was. Son of a gun. But that's what I had and um, yeah, I was happy with it. I mean it's it's your it's one of your Oh I got it's, it's a bitter I mean it's a bitter IPA, just I mean in I mean it's right in my wheelhouse and and uh, and it's yeah it's got a nice finish to it. I like it. You're in one beer, Brad. My number one beer is a rare beer. I don't know if we'll ever get it again, but it's the Rogue Woody from Austin Brothers. They took their Woody and they put Star Wars graham crackers and cocoa nibs in it. And it was just a special beer for that weekend. It was the release of Rogue One from Star Wars and they just made this beer. What he's failing to tell you is we drink it all. 
<laughs> well, my brother and sister-in-law, I drink it all. And they <laughs> can't stop t- talking about it. It was just as little, but we all, I mean, the five of us yeah. did damage. Al, even Allison liked it. And to this day, we all talk about it. Every time we get to that, they're like, oh, man. Wish we could just a delicious beer, and I don't think we'll ever get it again. I bet we could get it, make it for Christmas time. Well, they should have came out with a solo, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Number one, my favorite beer. M43. M43. I know it's kind of almost cliche now, but, I mean, it's just really good. I really like the New England-style IPA. They do it really well. And if it's on tap, I like it even better. And believe it or not, last year I had an Unnatural, and it was even even better of better of better. So, and that was compliments to my friends from Alabama, Taylor and John Connor. They bought it for me. So, it's nice. Your number one? My number one. Uh, New Holland Matt Hatter, nice is uh, is my top beer, and, and uh, I mean it's for me really I could go back between one and two. Um, one makes one on a memory level because that's my dad lived in Holland uh, when I, while I was working for Pathfinder, and we spent we spent uh, some time down at the brewery. And uh, bringing growlers back up to the apartment and stuff. And uh, Matt Hatter's got a special place. And it's just a damn good IPA, too. Really good. Yeah. I wanted to put Budweiser on my list, but I didn't know how that would fly. We'll fly it's it. your list. We love it's Budweiser. <laughs> it's my stock beer. I keep, yeah. on, I keep on hand. And Centennial. I, it was on my initial list. It's one of my go-tos, but I didn't make the cut when I was narrowing it down. Yeah, I know you like Centennial. Um, there wasn't really anything that I felt like I was missing, and I was like, oh, man. I wanted to put Guinness on there. Yeah, it's a good one. Let's fit your list. So, that's our top five this week. That's our top five. Hopefully, people will go out and try these beers. They'll like them, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, that was our episode for this week. That's uh, all I got right now. Yeah, all you got good. Um, thank Dylan Wallace for coming by the kitchen. Don't, don't forget, Dylan's golf outing. When, when's the day of the golf outing, Dylan? June 9. June 9. Is that River's Edge Golf Course? 10 a.m. start time, and uh, registration starts before then. If anybody wants to play, get at it. If you want to donate or volunteer, you got a little bit more time to figure that stuff out. If you're looking for volunteers? Yeah, we'll take volunteers. I mean, we got. I got I got some of the people who've done a year to year that are that are lined up, but we'll always I'll always find a spot for a volunteer. Yeah, um, you can either hang out with the Camaro, you can hang out with, next to Neil C. Bass's face. Uh, hopefully, his face isn't on the check. Cause yeah, <laughs> and then um, I hope Neil hears this too. I don't know if he listens. It's amazing how the people that listen to this. I'm gonna tell you. I was thinking Neil listens to this because you mentioned. And the people that aren't listen that aren't. That I would think, oh man, they got to listen. Like Allison, Allison has to listen to this. Well, yeah, she hears you all the time. I yeah, I don't, I don't, she, I, she does tell people that. I have to listen to them all day. Why would I ever want to listen to them on a recording? Yeah, so. Because it's a good thing to do. 100%. Support. Just say you do. Share it, like it. Yeah, like it, share. Don't forget to like, share, um, rate us, review us. Unless then, it's bad. Yeah, and if it's bad, then yeah. We'd ask that. Or you just download it and 
scroll through it really quick. Like, yeah, I listened to it. Sure, <laughs> that <laughs> works for us. Um, next week we start our Women's Month. Yes. We have the awesome Michelle McEwen coming on. We're going to talk. Um, she's one of the few people I know that volunteers as much as an Alpine as I do. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about Duke basketball. I actually suggested that. I'm so, so proud of you. I actually, let's do it with Dylan Ray, your top five Duke basketball players. Put you on the spot. Oof. Uh, I'm going to start at one because it's easier to yep. start at one. Are we going to go back and forth? So i got time to think. No, you, if, well, if you want, I can give you – I can get really close. Uh, so, um, J.J. Redick, no particular J.J. Redick, Shane Battier, Johnny Shire, Grant Hill, and Bobby Hurley. Mine are Jay Williams, um, Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, JJ, and I'm going to put Shane Battier in that. Those are my five. Yeah, it's tough to do because, like, I think JJ would be a hands slam easy number one, but he never won a national championship. I actually hold it against him a little bit. but and You know how I feel about Jay. Jay's my boy. Yeah, he, and, as he should be. He's like right Stop. <laughs> Stop. So, yeah, Michelle's coming up. And Bobby Hurley needs to learn to buckle up. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. This is taking a dark, dark, dark turn. Next no week's going to be up. tough. So Michelle's probably going to be up Brad. So the good news is you get to hear an on-air fight. So that'll happen. Um, our Women's Week has been rounded out. we got our fourth woman. I don't know. Should we talk about again? Review it? as well. Okay, so we got Michelle. we got Christy Johnson from Atlanta Enterprise. we got Mary Beth Stutzman from Alpine and CVB. And then our fourth one. Brad's neighbor, <laughs> and Gentry from uh, the downtown Alpina. So, <laughs> so um, she's going to come on, and we'll hopefully we'll get one of these people to leak some cool thing that's going to happen that we don't know we about. Do want, we need more breaking news. Yeah, we need some breaking news. Ever since uh, Griffin said he was yeah. getting married on here, it's been all downhill since that. So he's like, I'm getting married Friday. We were like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anything else? No, no. And, if, and again, reiterate, you got other kitchens. This is a kitchen podcast. We're willing to travel. <laughs> Go to Ann's kitchen. That's not far. We're just, <laughs> we're going to stay here. We're going to stay here. <laughs> All right. All right. We're not a cooking podcast. We're not a cooking but podcast. But we could transition into one. We could, well, I'm sure. Maybe one a, episode. We well, when we have, we'll eventually have a cook on here sooner or later. So I'm sure Eric and Kevin will do a knife fight again soon. So when they do that, we'll maybe have them both on. All right. So, all right. That's all I got for you guys this week. Brad, last thoughts, last word. Bye. <laughs> God, I love you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks.